welcome to blockmate stream uh just uh really cool to have you here i know that you're super busy uh for everyone uh matt is head of development for metis and what we wanted to do today was just kind of i mean we've been speaking a lot about the ecosystem over the last uh three four weeks uh we did quite a lengthy thread in terms of all the on twitter on all the projects that were that were out there um and we wanted to just bring matt in and just kind of speak about you know the past and the present and the present and the future of of the ecosystem and yeah matt thanks for being here my pleasure jedi yeah thanks for having me uh looking forward to this chat and where would you like to start man uh so Tell us about, I mean, how long have you been with, with, uh, with the project and, you know, when did you kick it off and, you know, what's, what's been happening? I mean, I know you guys obviously launched in November. Tell us a bit about, you know, back then and, and, you know, how it all, all played out in the beginning. I'm sure lots happened and we'd love to hear about it. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's been a journey. Um, I probably found out about Metis like just over a year ago, like, early August. Um, at the time, I was just in full research mode for crypto. I, I wasn't actually um, working with any crypto projects. Um, you know, just living the DGEN life, as they say, and uh, getting involved in the Metis community. Um, when I found the project, it was still quite early. Um, and I, you know, got quite invested in terms of, you know, staying up to date um in terms of you know participating in community activities and, and all that sort of stuff um and by the time november had rolled around i had started assisting with some you know copy and editing just with the foundation um trying to make sure that you know the quality of the posts were all you know top notch when they were going out um so that got me a bit closer involved and then i would say about a month after that um, I saw some job postings on LinkedIn, funny enough, for, you know, business development associate, marketing associate, and they were looking for a PR, um, you know, associate as well. And I revisited a conversation um, with the co-founders and, you know, a couple days later had the gig. So that was, you know, end of 2021, uh, right at the beginning of January, I guess. And yeah, since then, kind of worked my way up um, in March, kind of started leading the business development team. And uh, it's been kind of a journey ever since, man. Great. And I mean, in terms of, you know, where you guys, when you, when you arrived, that was kind of like the beginning of pretty much when the bear started to kick in, because I remember... November, December, the ecosystem was obviously really busy. Um, and there was obviously, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, Metis, the Metis token obviously did really well initially. And it was kind of like this, this huge, like influx of people that came in. And then as fast as they came in, they kind of like disappeared with obviously the, 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 the arrival of this bear market and, and kind of like everything retracing. Um, I know that initially, like there were a lot of kind of, you know, like your pump and dump, um, uh, you know, projects that came in and, and obviously did very well. But as we know, you know, it's kind of like that narrative has changed now. And we're kind of looking at a, a more kind of real yield 
you know, in inverted commas, you know, narrative that's playing out at the moment. Um, how have things changed from, you know, when you guys launched and when you obviously arrived to where things are right now? Because I know that you guys have got some really good incentives in place in terms of projects that you deem deem to be you know desirable for the ecosystem i mean obviously it's autonomous and decentralized and all those good things but you know from the foundation's perspective i know that you guys wanted to have um you know a, a solid foundation in terms of the kind of projects that you wanted to attract how has that played out recently particularly over the last say two to three months i mean are you guys getting those kind of projects coming in and could you speak about that for us a bit please yeah absolutely so uh, the best way would just be to differentiate kind of our initial launch with kind of where we stand now um at the beginning you know it's it's main net launch you really need to pull out all the stops you need kind of all of the potential projects pretty much everyone uh, who's remotely interested to be engaged um and, and looking to deploy so it's very much like for that stage was a quantity over quality sort of approach um, yeah. versus now, which is, you know, a much, much more confirmed bear market. Um, you know, we're, we're really looking to rebuild like from a foundation of trust. Um, you know, obviously TVLs across the board dropped and everything. Um, but we basically decided that we weren't going to get behind any project that didn't really provide uh, strong, you know, unique novel value to the users, um, as well as, you know, safety, of course. So now that we have like Chainlink oracles, um, you know, we can onboard a lot of those tier one protocols that, that only use Chainlink oracles. So there was kind of like a bit of a gatekeeper uh, piece for us as well, where a lot of those, you know, top DeFi apps um, we were just waiting on the right Oracle set. So, um, yeah, now the focus is really just ensuring like composability, portability. Um, our biggest focus, honestly, is collaboration. Uh, we noticed at the beginning, it was a lot of, you know, people coming in and kind of just focused on their own project and everyone was playing some sort of a zero sum game, yeah. um, which ultimately doesn't work out well in, in the end. So now what we're looking for is, okay, who are the, uh, it's not even the project. Obviously, the project is super important, but you know, even who are the teams and and who are the builders and and devs that just get that ethos and that are dedicated to that you know style of building. Like we had a meeting recently with a team that just said, you know, we're a team of talented devs. Like, what are you guys looking for? And it was it turned into such a great meeting just because they they kind of came to the table with with the right attitude it's not like all right here's what we've got it's the best thing ever it's gonna work it's gonna compete against this and that you know they're like how can we strategically fit within what you guys already have planned and then how you're envisioning this rollout and all this stuff so you know i'd say those are kind of the two main shifts and kind of the approach we've taken um and the types of teams and projects and builders that we're trying to get behind moving forward yeah, I've actually noticed that. I mean, we we were very fortunate to to get Elena on uh, towards the beginning of the year, uh, and my immediate my immediate kind of ins insight into you know the way that Elena approached things was that it was very much about you know we've we've got a 
a very clear idea as to how we want to approach this thing. And as soon as you see that, you know, this whole decentralized, very tidy, very organized, like setup, if you can realize that and recognize that that's what our culture is, then it's actually a really easy process, you know, and it just, and then obviously I've, I've, I've spoken to, you know, a couple of projects that, you know, are involved that are on the ecosystem and their sentiment is exactly the same. It's kind of like, you know, this, this team is, is serious about what they're doing and they're serious about obviously growing the ecosystem, but it's not about, you know, like this, let's make quick money. You know, it's like really interesting from that perspective. It's like, let's, Let's do the long haul on this thing. It's a long-term game. And, you know, let's make sure that we've got everything in place um, in order to do that. You know, obviously for the ecosystem and the users that are coming in and the projects that are kind of onboarding on this. And it's it just seems like that's the ethos that's present, you know. And it's it's really, in many ways, it's refreshing because I think what happens, you know, from our experience in terms of, you know, reporting and creating content around you know, different protocols across, you know, different ecosystems. We find that, you know, some ecosystems are very much centered around what you do for yourself. Sure, the ecosystem works and it's functional, and but it doesn't go beyond that. Whereas you guys are, are, are trying to create a culture within a culture, which I think is quite a unique thing. Um, and it's really cool to see. Um, I wanted to also just kind of chat around, um, I don't know whether it's kind of like outside your scope, but... I'm sure you've got an opinion on it. And I wanted to just look at the, the 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 decentralized autonomous companies and kind of like just dive into that just briefly. I mean, could you just explain to us what a DAC is and what the benefits of a DAC are, um, you know, versus, you know, something like a DAO? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So this is actually something Vitalik wrote an article on um, or an essay, I guess. I think in 2014, even even before Ethereum was actually created. Um, so it's a concept that you know has been around for a while and just not really something anyone's been acting on. Um, so you know our co-founders kind of had resonated with that idea, um, you know, since it had been posted, and they began pursuing it as part of the development of, of Metis. So really, the the simplest way to think of it is. DAOs are, are limited in what they can do. Um, you know, they are essentially are set up for voting and, and you know, governance and, you know, some, some mixture or, or anything like that. Um, what they aren't really suited for is running the day-to-day -day operations of a company, you know, and when you think of what those operations may involve, you know, that could be HR, it could be, you know, communication, it could be accounting, um, you know, it could be finances, um, essentially any of the processes that are involved in, you know, any traditional company. Our goal at Metis and, you know, with, with the DAC portal is really to enable people to come in, create their own DAC from anywhere in the world. So, you know, that's a huge part of the ethos is, you know, there's no exclusion based on, you know, really any anything um so anyone can create one of these dacs and then anyone can access any part of the decentralized toolkit to really operate 
from a decentralized manner to the degree at which they want. So we're, we're not really expecting, um, you know, our first web two big web two client to come in and just say, all right, guys, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to decentralize a hundred percent of our business. Like right here, let's do it. That, that's not how it's going to go down. It's, it's going to be, you know, very tailored at the beginning. It's going to be like, all right, here's like a single process that, you know, let's experiment with this. Like how, how does this work? You know, maybe we want, uh, our, our HR to be, you know, done a little more cleanly, <laughs> granted a little more coldly, but, uh, you, you know, it's just, it's just exploring the trade-offs and kind of the new ways of doing business. Um, so, you know, as, as it stands, like DACs in that capacity aren't ready. They, they are still in production. Um, we should have our version two of the portal launching, I believe, uh, like the end of Q3 or, or Q4 sometime um, of this year. So definitely look out for that. Um, what's also going to be cool through the DAC is we're going to have a METI's basically governance model that utilizes the DAC. So um, essentially, we're going to have a V METI's um, accumulation potential. So let's say, you know, Jedi, you start a DAC. It's, it's Blockmates DAC. You can stake, uh, you know, once this Portal V2 goes live, you'll be able to stake METI's, get a proportional amount of V METI's that your DAC holds. And that, as, as well as providing a low stable yield on your METI's, you're also now able to participate in any governance of the ecosystem using that VMETs. Okay. So it's also going to tie in, um, you know, the DACs and governance and, you know, the decentralization process of METIs is all like very closely interrelated. Yes. Um, so yeah, that, that should be really cool to see. And, you know, it's, it's not something where you, you have to lock it in there. You know, you can withdraw at any point and you just, It'll, if you withdraw half, you know, half of your VMETs will just go. So it'll be proportional in that sense. Um, but yeah, that's a bit on DACs and kind of how they're going to integrate into our, our, you know, near to, to midterm roadmap. So from a, I mean, obviously from a, from a metagame perspective, um, I mean, this is, anyone can participate in the whole DAC structure and obviously the governance thereof. So are you finding, or is the strategy for you know even your your a grade protocols for argument's sake to also be involved in that process where they then um set up a dac and then also earn those fees on you know whether they 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 invest fees into meters token or whether they set up a dac directly do they then stand to benefit from that process as, as well i mean it seems like it's a viable like business plan for them to do that as well is that correct Definitely. I mean, there's, there's yeah. honestly no limit to how creative people want to get with it. You know, the, the, the protocols can create DACs, you know, um, interested parties like, like you know, Blockmates or, or yourself could create a DAC. Um, you know, a, a group of buddies that trades NFTs could have their own DAC. It, it just really depends on how you're looking to utilize it. Um, but even just experimenting and just being like, well, what would this be like if we you yeah. know, tried to set up a DAC? Like in the first model, it was more of like a traditional liquidity mining in the sense that, you know, there was a certain amount of tokens allocated towards, you know, 
the, the DACs over a certain amount of time. So people were just incentivized to go through the process of creating one just to like familiarize and, you know, drive liquidity on chain and stuff. Um, you know, this launch, there's going to be a lot more utility in terms of it. And then it also is going to tie into like the governance structure that we kind of um, wrote about in our roadmap. So essentially the, the foundation is going to be at least at the beginning, incubating some eco nodes. And these eco nodes are so the the concept essentially is taking the various pieces, at least initially, of like the Metis foundation and kind of putting them in specific blocks. So one of those blocks will be the L2. Yeah. One of those blocks will be Matrix, the reputation power system we're building. And then another one of those blocks will be the DAC. So basically those three pieces will be the, the first three eco nodes. And the eco nodes have a basically higher level, a higher scope of governance in terms of what they can contribute to than the common nodes. And, and you know, the common nodes, I believe, just being r really any DAC. So essentially the model here is for the foundation to um th this is really the method by which we're decentralizing you know decision making power and over time uh, more and more nodes essentially will be able to be whitelisted into becoming an eco node um, and participating in that more you know higher scope of governance um, and then, you know, there's also various perks in terms of becoming one of these eco nodes. Uh, I believe, you know, participation in like the sequencer pool, participation, you know, in the ranger pool when that comes out, um, you know, alongside obviously having just more uh, voting power, like, and more scope than, you know, the, the common nodes. Um, so that's just a bit of also uh, background on how kind of it's all going to tie into our plan for governance and how our plan to decentralize, you know, because we've been saying, you know, METIs will, will, de will decentralize, but it's like, how is that going to happen? And yeah. it's going to be through this method. So, you know, so I mean, start... I think the most, I think what you obviously touched on the other kind of like, you know, the other building block of this, this, this gamification of, because I, I see it as a gamification. It, 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 there, there almost is like a, a strong gaming aspect to the way that, that this thing has been planned. Um, you know, obviously, you know, with Vitalik being, you know, very much a gamer and kind of like the foundation of, you know, Ethereum being from, you know, the incident with his world of Warcraft and Warlock account, um, it's not surprising that you know the next thing that kicks in here is obviously the reputation power um so i mean you guys have almost like i mean i joked about this on another stream quite recently where where i said that you know like metis is actually more ethereum than ethereum is in terms of the principles that were set out by obviously vitalik himself i mean obviously he wasn't the only one involved but tell us about the reputation power because obviously that's that's you know one of the fundamental building blocks in this whole thing how, what is it and how does it actually apply to, you know, the, the whole kind of like the structure that's in place and how does that then carry the decentralization narrative forward? Yeah, definitely. So I, I'm personally am a huge fan of, of this product and, you know, what's being built. Um, I think it's going to be, 
it's going to enable a lot of really cool things that you know essentially we haven't been able to figure out so i'll backtrack a bit and and say so matrix is the name of this on-chain kind of social you know or non-social depending on how kind of the the badge issuers are programming on the back end a reputation power system um, that is utilizes soulbound tokens so these are basically nfts that cannot be transferred so it basically gets locked to your you know your wallet address for example so comparing it to something like poaps which are kind of at this moment the best you know one of the best methods to take a screenshot basically and look at someone's past activities and say you know how involved in web3 have you been you know here's my poaps but poaps can be transferable or they are transferable you know you, you can buy them you can sell them so you know it's not necessarily an accurate representation um, that, that you can trust without like a, a shadow of a doubt that this person did go to all these places, right? So there's limitations in that sense. And that's where soulbound NFTs come in because unless you literally give away your private keys to someone, you know, there's no way that this, this NFT can really go anywhere else. Um, so some of the really cool use cases this might enable would be you know, looking and measuring a person's, um, you know, DeFi history and looking at, you know, their loans and, and borrowing and all these certain aspects and being able through algorithms to assign a score. And you can essentially look at, for example, someone's on-chain credit score. And from there, you'd be able to, you know, based on whoever's kind of the provider on the back end, would be able to opt into potentially under collateralized lending or you know maybe there's kyc and it's a uh, zero uh collateral lending you know and then there's just the ability to sue or whatnot um so <laughs> that's obviously not an ideal situation but you know it, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. that's what you want you know if you want to borrow yeah. at zero percent like on chain and and kyc yourself you know mm. that would be a method that you could do it in that sense um Another interesting way to think about it is um, it, it really is also the limit is the creativity of really the, the badge providers. So Matrix has a front end where, you know, yourself, myself, we'd be able to go and, and mint our social NFT. But then there's also the back end portal where, you know, protocols, let's say a DEX, for example, they can go in and set up, uh, you know, customize their reputation badges, you know, customize what they want uh you know the the progression laid out for the the easiest example i find is like trading volume let's say you're a dex what do you want you want to incentivize people using your platform as much as possible so you know trading volume might be a really important metric for you so maybe you want to give out five reputation badges that are all kind of stacked in terms of hitting um specific metrics of of trading volume and then maybe you can add in perks into those badges where if you hit certain thresholds, you actually reduce the trading fee by certain thresholds as well. Um, so that's just like one example that's, you know, pretty intuitive, pretty simple, but just shows how composable this whole system yeah. is. Um, and, and it really, it just, it gives a, another layer of interaction that just feels a lot more authentic 
Um, you know, if, if, you're, if your DEX is issuing you like reputation badge, you're getting a score, like you're going to feel differently about that DEX than like any other DEX. You know, it's, it's just a different experience. It's a different level of engagement. So that's a product we're really excited about. Um, it's obviously going to start on Meetees, but the end goal is that it actually becomes just this multi-chain product. I have a question. Do you guys have any gaming developers in your team? We don't have any gaming developers in our team, um, but we are talking to a gaming studio that's been around for 20 years. Um, we're talking to a couple of other teams that are that are focusing on gaming. We just don't have any internal at the moment, to my knowledge. So the, re <laughs> the, reason, the reason why I'm asking you that is, I mean, obviously I'm very interested to find out in terms of the greater ecosystem, you know, what kind of game file there is. I mean, I did speak to, to Andy, who's one of your team team members. And I know that, that there is quite a lot of talk around, obviously, the GameFi aspect of things. And, and I think it's quite a difficult one to get right. I think we've seen that it's not that easy. You know, even with decent games, we, we've seen that, you know, in a bear market environment, you, you really do see the gaming side of things take a real beating. But the reason why I asked that is this, just for me, like really does... Just it just it plays like a game, you know. I mean, I'd love to see the strategies that community members are coming up with around, you know, what it is that you just explained. You know, just purely from a monetary gain perspective, you know, how do I make money in this environment, which is, you know, the reputation, the matrix, and how it all plays together, and the different levels, you know, like whether it's making money out of the the fees that you're saving. So if you're a like a, a big time trader and whether it's swing trading or whatever the case might be you know i mean how much money is is actually at play here i reckon there's quite a lot of money that you could be saving yourself quite a lot of money that you could be making in terms of staking you know from the DAC perspective i mean mm -hmm. it just seems like the strategies that could come out of this thing are huge i mean it, it just almost seems you know like you've got so many layers that are playing archer um you know, and I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited about, you know, what are community members going to come up with? I know that our community, you know, the guys are already starting to talk about, like, how do we maximize, you know, obviously the monetary gain out of this whole thing. But it just seems like it's going to go beyond that, you know, not just about the money, but also about the sustainability of the ecosystem, which obviously protects its users, like you say, you know, through the NFT process. Um and I'm really looking forward to, to I mean, seeing how it all plays out, you know. So maybe you guys do need to get a gaming developer on your team and bring more of this game, this gamification aspect into this because it's it's super cool. Though. I mean, it really does seem like the right way to approach it, you know, and just beyond just, you know, guys creating games. I mean, there's a game that's being played here in terms of what you guys are doing. That's the way I'm seeing it. Yeah, absolutely, man. There's a lot of um, a lot of neat gamification that, that we're tying into it. That and, and I mean, it also goes beyond like that a bit too into just like the the social provenance. Um, like, let's say you're like you often hear DAO contributor, right? Oh, I'm a DAO yeah. contributor, you know. But it's like it's like like how how do you know? <laughs> you know yeah. how is that confirmed? It's like you you go on someone's LinkedIn page. You know, it's like CEO of Tesla or something, you know. And well, like, yeah, the, the piece really about, you know, being able to demonstrate badge. And it, 
essentially you can have like a profile that just demonstrates your credibility. It would be like LinkedIn, but, but decentralized, you know, mm -hmm. in, in a way where it's like the, the protocols, the, the work, um, you know, your work experiences are actually issuing those badges themselves. Yeah. So the, the ability for, you know, any individual or group of contributors to actually, you know, establish themselves, um, you know, assuming that they're doing good work, uh, it, it's actually quite epic in terms of, you know, how trustless the system becomes. You know, it's like, well, this is clearly the best contributor. They've got, you know, 14 more badges than, than anyone else. They're clearly one of the most trusted uh, contractors of, you know, X in, in the eco or whatnot. So it, it also works really nicely in that sense as well. See, there we go. I mean, there's another layer to this whole thing. You know, it's, it's like it's, it's incredible. It really does seem like a fantastic blueprint with which to work off of. So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out and and to see, you know, whether there will be, um, you know, any deviations around this thing. But I don't think there will. I mean, I think in terms of, you know, the founders and, and, and you know, having spoken to Elena, I'm pretty sure that there will be a very rigid line in terms of, you know, this is the way that it needs to be. And that's what we're going to land up getting in the end. Um, and it makes sense. I mean, it's what you guys are doing is... It's it's quite unique um, and it's very inclusive. So yeah, good luck with that. Um, I wanted to just move move along in terms of where you guys are obviously at now. Um, you know, what kind of timelines do you reckon? I mean, I know that everyone hates that question, but I mean, are you guys looking to kind of be completely at that point of decentralization a year from now, eighteen months from now, six months from now? What is the the general consensus? And don't worry, we won't hold you to it. We, just just kind of trying to just trying to get an idea yeah absolutely so the um the eco node rollout will will be happening shortly um in terms of i think more more of like a public rollout of that and you know maybe getting some pr behind it from that point i would say not before 12 months would we be at that point um just from the discussions with the co-founders obviously decentralizing is a naturally very delicate process. <laughs> um, so it's just something that they're, they're navigating with, with caution, um, you know, not going to rush into things in a way that would create, you know, instability or anything. Um, so from my understanding, the timeline is, you know, aiming for around 12 months after kind of those eco nodes go live. Okay. Um, in terms of projects that you guys, I mean, obviously there's some some really exciting projects that 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 have come to the fore. I think over the last three months, um, I think Kumus is one of them. Uh, seems to have really, you know, a lot of a lot of our community has has been invested in that project and are staking and are, you know, they're loving it. Um, could you speak about, you know, that project and, you know, where, what the guys are doing there and, and what their plans are? Do you have any ideas, uh, maybe a little bit of alpha for us? So personally, I think hummus is awesome. And I think it's like a core infrastructure piece. It, yeah. it has a really unique stable swap uh, AMM model that essentially just creates like an ultra low slippage machine. I think I was looking uh, a couple of days ago and you know, 
and, and there's about 15 million TVL or, or something at the moment. Um, so, you know, not even that deep liquidity, but yeah. swapping a million dollars of, you know, stables into another stable, I think there was only f- around $500 of slippage or something. So, you know, just that level of capital efficiency, like if we're looking to attract whales into our ecosystem, you know, people that are bridging in like seven, eight figures, we need the infrastructure in place to be able to support those people, you know, swapping around some stable coins. Um, It's absolutely essential. So that's kind of why um, they are kind of one of the the core players in this METIS marathon um, is just that will literally backbone kind of the entire DeFi ecosystem. You know, if you can't swap your stables, you know, with, without slippage, you're not going to have much of a <laughs> composability. You're not going to have much built on top. It would kind of be like building yeah. on, a, on a house of cards. Um, so, yeah, personally, I, I really like them. Um, I think they've got some neat things in the works as well with like, you know, gauges coming up and, and bribing and, um, you know, all these neat things. They, they're also extremely collaborative as a team, um, which has been awesome. So, they have kind of kicked off a collaboration with Chidao, uh, in which they have created an alt pool on hummus. So essentially, uh, separate from the main gauges, it's actually isolated. They have a pool uh, where you can deposit my or you can deposit USDC. Um, what's cool about hummus is it's all single sided liquidity provision. So you don't need to, you know, sell half your stables to another stable and LP and risk impermanent loss. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're supposed to be stable coins, so that shouldn't be as much of an issue. But the fluctuations are still there. Um, yeah. On Hummus, really, the the risk comes in on the coverage ratios. So if there's a you know quote unquote bank run, um, and you know let's say the USDC coverage ratio is sixty percent, then I believe that means only sixty percent of the depositors would be able to withdraw their deposit in USDC if everyone wanted to do it, but Essentially, you just have to withdraw in an overcovered token, which is just another token that's also worth one dollar, right? Yeah. And then in the case that there's any um, uh, like de-pegging event or something like that, they use Chainlink oracles to measure a two percent swing either way. And if there's any deviation plus or minus two percent, that gauge actually locks, and it no longer becomes tradable um with with any other token so essentially you know uh, uh barring smart contract risk or, or anything i mean there's always risk but you know it seems that they've created a model that kind of caps risk at around two percent nice and i see obviously the returns in terms of staking on 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 the the platform itself i mean they're obviously offering like really good rates at the moment i mean and it seems like it's fairly sustainable um or is it very much reliant on kind of like you know you know the, the classic kind of like you know relying on new members coming into the ecosystem but it doesn't seem like we have a case like that at, with regards to commerce it seems like it's pretty sustainable um well- the, the game theory of hummus is also pretty amazing in terms of like, you know, the V hum. So, yeah. you know, if you, if you stake your hummus, you, you can basically boost your yield and they show you what the median boosted yield is. So you can look at it and say, all right, well, if I 
kind of got a median amount of, of VHUM kind of compared to everyone else. And, you know, you can't necessarily see what that amount is. Um, but as you build your position, you can kind of measure your boost compared to the median. Um, but as soon as you unstake any amount of your hum, you actually lose your entire VHUM total. So uh, it kind okay. of creates this system where people are incentivized to obviously boost as much as possible, but not put in enough that they want that, you know, they'll never take it out or something yeah, or, yeah. or, but, but then maybe the strategy is to just put it all into VHUM, you know, and just build that position because not only is, is that position, um, you know, able to boost yield, but it also is going to become profitable due to the various, uh, you know, new, the new, the, they call it the reworked haircut that they're going to be introducing just pending an audit. So essentially yeah. there's a, a small swap fee. I believe it's, I think right now it's like 0.04% and it's going to become 0.1%. And that amount will get split up into various buckets. So I believe 40% of that or something will go into a pool uh, between all the different uh, stables. And then monthly that pool will market by meet us and it'll distribute in even proportion to everyone who has uh, VHUM. So if you have 1% yeah. of the VHUM supply, you know, you're going to get 1% of those accumulated tokens. And it's also a method where they're not dropping um, stable coins to people. And then, uh, so uh, the way I'm thinking about it is they're, they're not, they're, they're market buying Metis and then airdropping it to everyone. So, I mean, even yeah. in the case where everyone dumped it, you know, it's still kind of like a net, like neutral. Yeah. Um, so I like that as well. They're looking out for kind of the ecosystem and, you know, the health, um, you know, of, of rewards and whatnot, you know, and the reason that we entered into uh, this sort of marathon agreement with them um, and are, you know, contributing to this, you know, stable source of yield is very much because of what they're offering, the, the innovations they've made, their plans for, you know, gauges. I think they have plans for like, you know, NFTs as, you know, controlling positions or something as well in the future. I wouldn't speak too much on that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just huge fans of, of what they do, the way they, they play ball with the ecosystem, the way they're pursuing partnerships. You know, a lot of the, the AMMs are already routing their stables uh, directly through Hummus, you know, just to take advantage because, you know, no one else can compete uh, in that in that realm. So, you know, why play a zero sum game? Like it's just time to collaborate. So, yeah, that's a few thoughts on Hamas. So, I mean, I'm just looking just for obviously our listeners and our viewers at the moment uh, from the single sided staking. You know, USDC sitting at 25.5%, uh, USDT sitting at an APR of 25.37, and DAI is sitting at 29.09. Um, so, you know, the incentives there, and they're not unrealistic, you know, you're not looking at, you know, seven figures here. It's, it's, it's realistic, it's in line with what you would expect to get from stables. Um, and I would imagine that, you know, it's, it's just kind of like, it speaks to the ecosystem, well, to this, to this protocol itself. So yeah, very, very cool to see. And like I said, I mean, our community members, um, I know there's a lot of them that are raving about this, you know, a lot yeah. of them have moved, have moved stables into it. Um, 
you know, primarily from Mainnet, and they've been very pleased with, you know, the result that they've been getting. Um, you obviously spoke about Cheetah. Sorry, just you want to do add to that? Yeah, yeah. The last piece I'll add that that I am excited about for Hummus is, you know, what what really is going to unlock Hummus and and paint the clear picture for people is when there's a really strong aggregator. So if you look at you know Platypus on Avalanche. Um, yeah. you know, Hummus is a, a friendly authorized fork of, of Platypus and Platypus had Vector Finance and Vector Finance was their aggregator. So essentially, I, I think, and I'm not sure what the percentage was like over time, but I believe they own 30% of the VPTP. So of the entire supply of, you know, in, in our case, VHUM, uh, you know, this other protocol that aggregated on Avalanche had 30%. Okay. Um, so what that means is 30% of the boost they own. So, you know, you, you were talking about 25%, you know, 29% right now on the base yields. You know, okay. if you if you own 30% of the VHUM, <laughs> you're going to be getting a lot more than 25%. Um, but then it also allows you as a protocol to offer that yield through your VHUM position to consumers and, and take a bit off the top, you know, retain a bit for your treasury and, and still be offering those users a very maximized yield uh, compared to that, you know? So if you look at the, the median boosted APR, it's roughly, you know, 20, 25%. So on average out of, you know, every, or not on average, but in the middle of, of everyone that's, you know, uh, staking their, their VHUM, they're boosting by 21%. So you can extrapolate on that to go out to the far end. If, if you owned 10% of the supply, you know, your boost would probably be three or 400%, right? Oh. So the, the mm -hmm. profitability uh, in that sense and having these aggregators that, you know, not only are accumulating and, and not just dumping relentlessly, um, but the utility and the value add to everyone, it just, you know, really completes the cycle. Um, so there's definitely a market right now for that. And I'm excited to see who's going to fill that. I'm very surprised that, you know, in light of what it is that you just communicated, I'm very surprised that, you know, these pools aren't completely and utterly pumping right now. Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy. I mean, it just really is. I think there's there's a major missed opportunity here for guys that have got deep pockets and have got you know big bags to come in here and really enjoy the benefit of what is on offer here. Um, you know, so I'm surprised that they just haven't seen it yet. It, it's yeah. like right, you know, it's crazy. And I mean, um, even from a, from a governance perspective, right? Like with with Hum being emitted, with Midas being emitted. Both of these are going to be used for governance in their respective fields. So HUM is going to have their gauges. Metis, you're going to be able to stake for VMETs. So, you know, there's sure there's, you know, profit taking and, and yield capturing and all that. But at the same time, this is a method to become to for it to have like governance capture. Right. So that's kind of a way we're seeing it, too. Like the way we frame these rewards, it's it's not liquidity mining. It's it's community and builder mining because yeah. we're rewarding the people that are here now that are here early in our journey 
and that are engaging in, you know, what, what we believe to be the, the innovative and necessary kind of protocols in the ecosystem. Um, so it's also a way that, you know, you can come in and park some stables and, you know, gain uh, governance rights over a really unique protocol. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, any other projects on the ecosystem at the moment that that you really like in terms of, you know, essentially the same thing or along the same lines of what, what Hummus are doing? Um, the one I would highlight would be Shidao. I, I really like those guys. Um, you know, first, firstly, they're just epic dudes and, and love to collaborate um, and, you know, really understand the space. But just the the niche of their product, you know, I was just talking about 0%, you know, borrows, right? They offer that right now, you know, you don't need a, a RP badge or a social credit score to do it, but they do it through an over collateralized vault system. So essentially, uh, on our chain right now, you can create a, a Metis, a BTC or a, an ETH vault. And essentially, you can borrow against at zero percent in their own stablecoin my and you know thanks to hummus now there's liquidity to swap for for usdc you know you can you can stake that my directly into hummus and you know earn earn yield in that sense <clears throat> and you know we're working with them to get deeper liquidity for like volatile pairs on like my btc for example and you know finding the right amm partner that, that can kind of carry that out but um you know, just in terms of capital efficiency and stuff, like zero percent loans are are pretty epic. Yeah, um, we we so we actually had when we when we released our thread um, on Twitter with regards to the Metis ecosystem. One of the protocols that we had a lot of positive feedback on was obviously Hummus and then also Chidao as well. Um, it seems like you know the guys. And girls that are in the know that are in the ecosystem at the moment and are obviously playing around they 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 share the same sentiment that you have like really good protocol really tidy i see that they've got like 75 million uh into well almost well it's six, 76 million um in terms of their their tbl at the moment so you know they're obviously starting to get the numbers up um and i see that they are obviously on other on other ecosystems as well um and maybe that's what's carried across now um is that correct there are on other ecos here yeah? yeah they, they are multi-chain yeah. um yeah. which is cool and you know it's been great to see kind of some of the support from the, their community um so essentially yeah. they'll have bi-weekly votes for their gauges and they will allocate chi which is their other token which is a volatile token um, they will allocate Chi towards the various pools for borrow incentives based on the votes that come in on, on the snapshot vote, basically. So they'll list all of their pools and they'll say, okay, okay, Chi holders, you know, vote with your Chi for which pool we would like to direct, you know, these next two weeks um, emissions towards. So they have a certain amount of emissions, you know. So when we launched our Metis vaults, um, those, uh, initially got voted in and, you know, at one point it was paying like, like, I think it stabilized at around like 40% APR. <laughs> nice. you, were getting, you were getting paid 40% to, 
to borrow and then you could you know then go take everything you borrowed and then go earn yield on that as well so you know is a cool method and yeah. you know i can't i can't say too much but next week should be a pretty exciting week for for Cheetow and metis in terms of our collaboration great um sounds amazing uh, it seems that you guys are definitely knocking on the door of of the right the right things um and it's great to see it's great to be commentating on what it is that you guys are doing um you know i'd like to you know chat to you um about you know what it is that you guys uh will have done over the next few months and then kind of circle back and 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 just reflect upon you know obviously the discussion and the and the stuff that we brought up in today's talk um and yeah i think that's it from me for now i don't know if you like to kind of add some more to the mix um but we did cover quite a bit and i look forward to you know getting you back in a couple of months and and just kind of reflecting on on where you guys you know the the distance that you guys will have covered because i know that there's obviously a lot that's happening you've told us about a huge amount um so yeah best of luck with that yeah much appreciated man um yeah all i would say at the moment is you know stay tuned to the marathon um we're working really hard behind the scenes to make this you know a really exciting six months and rollout and you know it's not going to end after six months either. Um, this is just kind of, you know, phase one of, of where we're heading. So um, stay tuned to, you know, our social channels. Um, I would definitely, you know, if you haven't bridged to Andromeda, hop on, check out the chain. It's, it's lightning fast. It's amazing to play around on. Um, you know, we have our own bridge, like uh, bridge.metes.io. Um, and on there, you can find all the third-party bridges as well um yeah thank you so much jedi for having me on this has been a blast to, to chat about our eco and some of the stuff we're up to um definitely looking forward to coming back on and, and seeing all the progress yeah man thanks so much and yeah like i said eh, we we're big fans we love what you guys are doing and obviously you know we we there cheering you guys on and to your best of luck eh? look forward to seeing what comes comes next absolutely me too brother cheers man